Hello everyone and welcome to Daf HaShavua as we study Meseches Chagiga, Daf Yud Ches. We're recording this year in the midst of a virtual uh, quarantine, a real quarantine, unfortunately for some people who are listening to this year during the coronavirus. As I've said in every other shear and every other presentation, for those that are listening to it uh, this week, if anyone has a particular need, if you're listening in uh, Teaneck, I know we have many people that listen outside of the community, please contact me, a local Rav, anyone who could help you. No one should be alone, even if we are alone in our homes. I wanted to begin with just some reflections on Meseches Chagiga. On Daf Yudches, there's going to be a transition as we move from the Halachas of Chagiga. Obviously, we had somewhat of a diversion with all the Agadita to Halachas of Tumah and Tahara. The Halachas of Tumah and Tahara that really begin in detail on the top of Yudches and Beis. Now, most of these Halachas we will not get to this week, but it does relate to Chagiga in general. And that's what you will see pointed out by the Rishonim of why Chagiga's be why the Tumatahara is being discussed. Obviously, when you bring a Chagiga and the other Karbanos, these halachas are extremely relevant. And I was just thinking, in light of what we see on Daf Yudches Amid Aleph, when we talk about the continuation of the discussion of Tashlumim for the Karban Chagiga, as well as the Olas Re'iya, you don't always see both mentioned out, but the assumption is we're talking both about the Chagiga and the Olas Re'iya, the extent of the Tashlumim after Shavuos, that this year, unfortunately, it looks like definitely visitors from the United States of America, they'll be less traveling to Eretz Yisrael, getting the inspiration that we know the Gemara tells us that we've discussed in the past, that as Tosfos explains, is being inspired by being in Yerushalayim. We know, even if it's not Bizman Beis Hamikdash from today, that inspiration applies. We also know from the Sefer Achinuch that we've quoted in the past, in a different context, when he discusses the mitzvah of Maisa Behema, how individuals would go to Yerushalayim and they would go satisfy all of the mitzvahs that were relating to food, and they would, it would take time. You can't get it all done in a week, in seven days, and in eight days. And everyone had someone from the community that would stay. Everyone would have someone from the family that would stay and become imbued with Talmud Torah, with inspiration from the Kohanim, and then become the leaders of their own community. So there's somewhat of a loss relating to that this year, and it seems now, if things continue as they are, and Rahman uh, we pray that it shouldn't get worse, the Kaisel, the Kotel itself, Yerushalayim Irakodesh, is going to be empty, or pretty empty. You know, the Mishnah says that one of the miracles of the Beis Hamikdash was Aimdim Tzafufim, that it was so crowded, and people didn't complain. The Chassam Sofer points out that 
And it's really, we see this in our Gemara, that when you bring the carbon, you have to have at least one night of lina. You have to stay there one night. I'm not giving all the sources for everything that I quote today, as I actually don't today have access to all of my svarim. So please feel free to send me a note. And in one of the tshuvas, the Chassam Sofer points out that the mitzvah of lina is that no one complained they don't have a place to stay connects together with the Omdim Tzafufin, which means Yerushalayim was so packed with visitors. They didn't have all the hotels. Unfortunately, this year it doesn't look like it's going to be packed. I read that the Dan Panorama Hotel was being used as a quarantine hotel for people with mild conditions. So when you learn about Chagiga this week, and I hope you can continue to find the time to dig in, part of it is we're talking about the past, but we're also talking about the present. But we also want to have an aspiration for the future. And the aspirations we should all be able to celebrate together in Yerushalayim Mirakodesh. I want to point out as well that let's look at the positive side if we're going to be with our families that are here. So much of Pesach is about the carbon Pesach. While we don't have a carbon Pesach, the carbon Pesach is the celibus. Many people today are bunkering down with their families. And to realize this is not just on Pesach we do it, but ideally, the Meshachachma in Parshas Emor says that every Shabbos we have two basic goals, to get close to Hashem, and if I could add a little bit to what the Meshachachma says, to get close to our family. Achag is when the entire community comes together. And on Pesach it's unique that you have a unique family aspect within the Chag of Selabayas. But we do have some opportunities this year of Anish Shabbosim, and we're not sure exactly what's going to happen yet this coming Shabbos, but these Shabbosim we have the opportunity to really be with our family. Maybe not everyone's home and maybe the grandparents aren't visiting with us, but I want, these are some of the words of inspiration as we talk about Meseches Chagiga. And even when it comes to the preparations of Pesach, Vishinam Tom Levanecha, Many of our kids are being educated today virtually. The schools here have been incredible. But we are ultimately, especially when it comes to Pesach, not just v'shinam tzom levanecha v'higarat levincha. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky pointed out, I'll mention this in a share to the shul next week, that sometimes the kids get so educated at schools that they're teaching the parents, which is very beautiful. But when it comes to Pesach, it's a Masorah from one generation to the next generation. So when you learn Chagiga and this daf Yud Ches, and we think about the Chagiga and Shavuos, it's my tefillah, hopefully by Pesach, but if not by Shavuos, we could see a real gathering taking place in Yerushalayim. Anyone who wants to go to Yerushalayim should be able to go, and we should continue to be inspired from Yerushalayim and from our homes. For the rest of the shir today, we're going to try to deal halacha l'masa. Let's imagine ourselves with the Chag of Shavuos. And the question that has come up in the past already in last week's staff of whether there is tashlumim for the karbanos of Shavuos. The reason why the question is so unique when it comes to Shavuos is obviously because Shavuos is in Eretz Yisrael only a one-day Chag. 
So whether you have Tashlumim for seven days or eight days, we saw with Pesach and Fasukis, you're still there within the Chag. What happens when we move beyond the Chag? What is its relevance? And for us, Halach Lamasa today, without the Beis Hamikdash, the most obvious relevance will be Tachnun. People are very excited when they can't say Tachnun. Someone said one time that a non-Jew can never appreciate the Simcha of not saying Tachnun on a Monday and a Thursday. They don't have that same Simcha. We don't mind saying Tachnun. In fact, Tachnun is a very beautiful tefillah. Rabbi Salavitchik explained that with, when you have to say Tachnun, you don't say Tachnun, there's a Pagam in the Amida because the two are very much connected. But we'll deal with some of these issues. Halachalamasa. Early in the Masechta, we related back to a Gemara Masechas Brachas, Dav that talks about Tashlumim relating to Tefillah. And we pointed out that Tashlumim of Tefillah goes back to Karbanas. And I just want to point out, in theory, it's not necessarily the exact same, because built into the Chagim is the makeup of Tashlumim. Now, you could say that's true with tefillah as well, although it's limited to the next tefillah, but from tefillah it seems to be more of a reaction as opposed to chagiga or carbon ria, where sometimes just based on uh, the facts on the ground, the amount of animals and the people of accepting, you have what we're calling here tashlomim. But this was back in Brachas, Chavav, Amad Aleph, the Rambam, Hilchas, Tefillah, Nesias, Kapayim, Gimel, Halachaches. I'm mentioning these sources in case you want to reference them and match it up with what we're learning here in Chagiga, and the Rosh and Mesechus Brachas Perik Dala that I had mentioned of Ma'aves Lo Yuchal how this applies if it's a Bemezid, as opposed to this situation that is different as far as the built-in opportunities for fixing it when it comes to the Chagiga. Now, the important source that we have here in the Rishonim, a crucial source, is Aravya. We don't often quote the Rav Yah, but a very fundamental Rishon. This is in Chela Gimel Meseches Chagiga, Tuf Tuf Vav, Simon Tuf Tuf Vav. That's how he organizes his Sefer. The Rav Yah is Rabbi Elizabeth and Rabbi Yah Halevi. He was in Germany in the 12th, early 13th century. And so much to say about his work for the Jewish community there. And he says the following. He quotes something from his father, that even without the base Hamigdash, Chagiga Karban Re'iya Tashlumim is alive and well, by his father wouldn't say Tachlum for the seven days after Shavuos. And then he goes on to say, is the prohibition, not just on Isru Chag, but for all of these days of Hesped Vitanis. And then he goes on to say something incredible, that if not for our Gemara, and the fact that we learn out that a Malacha is allowed, then technically there would have been an Isser Malacha, just like the Halachas of Chalamoy. So this Rav Yoss says absolutely no Tachna. The Mishnah Bura in fast-forwarding in the Arachayim, Kuf Lamed Aleph, Lamed Vav, has it more as a Yeshomrim, that there are those that don't say Tachna, not necessarily built in. 
as a uh, restriction. The Chok Yaakov, a very important sefer, I referenced this in another shir recently, in Tuf Ayin Gimel, has an incredible Chiddush on the Shulchan Aruch, who says that if you miss Shechianu on the first night of Shavuos, you could make it up for seven days. You know, this is the halacha with the other Chagim. If you don't say Shechianu the first day, you can make it up the next night. Now, how this would apply, Lamaisa, what exactly is saying Shechianu to, not on a particular mitzvah, but on the day, this is what the Chok Yaakov says. Incredible. The Prima Gadim says the same, based on a Magin Avram. The Mishnah Burr says you could make up the Shechianu until the end of Yom Tov. And the Sharat Sion says this is in order to distinguish what the Chok Yaakov established. So this Chok Yaakov was rejected. The Sharat Sion says it possibly would be a Baltosif because you're taking this idea of extending a Chag into the practical to an extreme degree. And therefore, he says explicitly, the Sharat Sion is the Mishnah Bura. The Mishnah Bura, Chavetz Chaim, on the page that we have of the Mishnah Bura has three works. The Mishnah Bura that we usually look at, the uh, Badam Halacha with some explanation, the Ber Halacha, the Ber Halacha is more expanded, the Sugya, and then you have the Sharat Sion. Very often people say the Sharat Sion are the footnotes on the Mishnah Bura, it's actually a lot more. Sometimes inside you'll find expansions as well even some leniencies or some stringencies. And he says straight out that the Karbanos and Shechiano are two different things. It's true that we're extending as far as Notachnon because of the Karbanos, but that's not going to be Shechiano. Shechiano ties into Kedusha's Hayom, and you cannot treat these days as Yom Tov. So I just wanted to show you how this all ties together. Bezras Hashem, we should continue to learn and we continue to be mispalo for good health, safety, and healing for all.